You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Listen to the AC Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal. Throw down $5 on a tournament game, and guess what? You get $200 in free plays if you're a new customer. DraftKings Sportsbook at code word PHNX. All right, well, where to start here, Saul? Arizona. Arizona escapes in overtime. This was a game that there were multiple times when I thought Arizona was dead to rights, and we were talking about it, and it's like, all right, we went from up nine to down five. And Ben Matherin hit, Ben Matherin hit again, and Ben Matherin showed why he's going to go down to U of A Laura as one of the best players to ever come through. Absolutely, here. absolutely. Uh, one of the things that, that's so great about about this team and I, is, is their resiliency. Their resiliency tonight was on a whole other level. It's, TCU, give them credit. They fought hard. And I had said it when I saw them play the other night against Seton Hall that this was not going to be an easy out. And damn, it was not an easy out. Props to them, but <laughs> probably one of the funnest games I've ever been a part of. And you know, you and I, to show you and I, you and I were actually debating. All right, who's the player of the game right here? This or that? Ben Matherin's the easy call. But you know what? This was to me was really a two a two person race here. And that Christian Coloco was the one that kept Arizona in this in the first half. You look at his final stat line right here, and Coloco finished with. Uh, Let's see, uh, 28 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks. Then you got Benedict Matherin, 30 points, made almost everything. You talk about the Kobe Bryant. You talk about the closer. He was that guy. But these are your two best players on the team, and they showed that in spades throughout this game. So. Man, you know, Arizona wasn't sharp. Outside of those two, Arizona wasn't sharp. But, again, it doesn't matter. It's survive in advance at this point. Guys, this is the first Sweet 16 appearance for this team in five, six years. Mm-hmm. 2017 was the last 2016, time. 2016, yeah. 17, yeah. 17. With the uh, – yeah, yeah, yeah right, 17. Right. Yeah, it was 2017, um, you know, with, you know, the failure against Xavier and San Jose. Um, but we're back. 
Sweet 16. This is where this team needs to be. Um, they got Houston coming up. They have a, a fantastic opportunity to get to the Final Four. Back to this game, there's two key points in this game that I thought were just absolutely massive, and both of them were Ben Matherin related. First, you got to go back to the dunk. That dunk is on the same level as Derek Williams against Duke, the, the cock back, tip back dunk, um, and all the other great dunks in U of A history. I think this is put it in the Louvre, baby. Right, right, you got to put right, it in the sure. Louvre. No it's right. already in the right. Louvre, it's baby. It's a work of art. And, oh, and to do it against Eddie Lampkin, too, who all game long, no matter who was scoring right. for TCU, he was flailing and right. getting the crowd pumped up. And I just really – I told you the other night I felt a dunk coming on. I was a day too soon. Right. Tonight we got it. You know what? It's a day too soon, but you know what? It's never too late right there. Um, I, I'm going to go with another one. You, and you correctly mentioned Ben Matherin. When Arizona was down three, and we've talked about this all This year. is the second one. Yep. Yeah. Dalen Terry's three right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when yeah, it was yeah, 67 yeah. to 70, or, and Dalen Terry ties that game up right there. It was like, wow. Whew. All right. That gets us back. That gets Arizona back within striking distance right there. But then you're going to go back to another one right there. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's, it's the season on the line, less than 20 seconds left to go, and you give it to your guy. He clears out, and he hits a, a super clutch three right. um, to basically force overtime. Ben, Benedict Matherin, and he wants to be called Benedict, is, I'm going to cuss, the fucking man. Right. Like, he just is. Right, right. Like, he he was the Pac-12 player of the year for a reason. He showed us tonight, and I know through points of the season, he was kind of up and down a little bit. Still played at a high level, but, you know, for Pac-12 player of the year, you'd like to see a little bit more consistency. Right. Tonight... He brought it and showed everybody a glimpse of why he should be a top five pick in the NBA draft. Some dudes get it in big situations. Some don't. Saul, I like bringing up your playing background. You know this better than anybody, though. When you're playing at any form of level, whether that's high school, whether that's college, wherever it is, you're either born with that or you're not. Some people say they want it. Some people say they want it, but they really don't want it. Benedict Matherin, throughout that entire overtime, and to get into overtime, wanted that. Those shots were all taken with confidence, and it was something, too, that, you know, you people ask about the closers and whatnot. Who's the closer? You saw the closer right out here. No, there's no – there's no. I mean, you and I would, would like, want to scream right. when Ben wasn't getting the ball right. in clutch moments. When the clock was winding down, you're like, what are we doing? Even at the end of the game, um, you know, when there was a key point there, he handed it off to, to Dale and Terry, and I was like, no, give it back to him. You know what I mean? Like – and then, of course, he, hits, he, he shoots the, the fadeaway three, and then Coloco tip slam, game over. I want to give a big shout-out to Tommy Lloyd, and we're going to – obviously, there's a lot of shout-outs. But you see really what coaches are about when a season is on the line, when it's win or go home. Saul, you and I were about 15 feet away from him. He never changed his demeanor no. from the regular season. Nope. He didn't start calling a bunch of timeouts. He didn't start berating his players. He made one, he made one critical decision, and it was the right decision. Azul Bellis, and we'll get to him later, was just, for whatever reason, not in the game today. He just he just wasn't. You know what? He's a kid. I mean, he's a young guy. Things like that happen. But when Arizona came out in the second half after that terrible first half from DeBellis, he gave him a couple minutes, and then from his, 
with the one exception, he was out and he was either going with Pella Larson, he was going with Umar Ballo. A lot of coaches aren't going to do that. A lot of coaches are going to stay by the book. He went with what he felt right there, and quite frankly, it was the right decision. Uh, it was a, a million percent the right decision. Uh, Tabellus was not very good tonight. He struggled. He struggled be, you know, being firm with the ball. We talked about that the other day. We said, okay, you can get away with that when you're playing right state. Right. But you cannot get away with that with a TCU a team that was was just pounding the offensive glass. I think at one point they had 19 offensive rebounds. Right. Um, they were a problem all night long. But... Again, Tommy Lloyd made great adjustments throughout the game, um, and I thought going with the two big lineup with, um, with Thomas Kirk, uh, Kirk Carissa and then uh, uh, Pella Larson and Ben um, with Dalen and Coloco, um, I thought that was a, a really, really good lineup. And then you swap it out, Balo for for Carissa. I thought that five right there was the best five of the night especially defensively. Yeah, and what's so unique about this team, and we talk about that vaunted run of death. What generally happens, though, is Arizona plays down to their competition, and then at about the, I don't know, about 10 minutes left in the game, you go on that run and you never look back. This run happened much, much later in a different fashion because Arizona at one point was up nine points. I believe it was 76 to 68, if I'm not 76 to uh, 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 67. Mm They go on a 13 nothing run, TCU, and you're like, oh, gosh, okay. Arizona does just enough to get it into overtime, and then in overtime, the cream rose to the top right there, and again, that was Ben Matherin right there. This was a legend. If this team goes on to the Final Four or whatever they do, this was a legendary performance that we will remember for the for the end of the, end of the season. Every team in the tournament, through the history of the tournament, has always had a close call. Right. This was Arizona's close call. Right. Um, they avoided disaster. Because I think a lot of fans would have felt like this was a lost season had they not got to the Sweet 16. Right. Um, but they didn't. They, they got through, and it's the magic. It's the magic, and I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to give a shout-out to my guy Aaron Steinberg, who talked to the five-year-old girl who caught Kirk Kreese's croc in Vegas. Okay. She brought it here to San Diego. Magic. Right. That's I mean, the lucky charm. You got to bring that crock to San Antonio next, whoever the five-year-old, five-year-old little girl is. All right, then let me, let me run this by <laughs> you, too. Well, first of all, one thing, run by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. You throw down $5 on a game, and you get $200 in free plays if you're a new customer. Give you an example. I told you about this before. If you wanted to back the A, all you had to do was put down the five bucks, and you would have got $200 in free plays. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. You got a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Next Step. 21 and over. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Get in there right now if you haven't already. Get yourself some money. Okay, if so, if I were to tell you before the game that, oh, yeah, by the way, as you as Tabellas, is going to play, but he's going to have maybe his worst game of the season. And, oh, yeah, by the way, TCU is going to finish the game with, I just want to make sure that I'm looking at this right here. Oh, yeah, 20 offensive rebounds. And Arizona was still going to find a way to win. And Kirk Carissa, oh, yeah, Kirk Carissa, by the way, in a valiant effort, was still went one of ten. You're going to say, Mike, you're in a lot of problems right there. If you told me Kirk Carissa was going to play in this game, I'd have been like, you're high and out of your mind. Right. Like, I, I – Definitely did not think that that was going to happen, um, but he did. And he gave he gave this team a jolt as soon as he came in. Right. They were a little flat to start the game. He came in, they got a little bit of a run, tied the game back up, and then there was competitive uh, for the rest of the game, which was fantastic. Um, I, I loved I loved every little bit of it. Yeah, everything that the Rockets did tonight, um, it, if you'd have told me all that stuff before the game, 
but then told me Coloco and Ben Matherin were going to combine for pretty much 60 points, I'd have been like, yeah, we're, we're, that's enough of the difference that should propel you to a win. Right. And it was just barely by the skin of their right. teeth enough to get the win. Now, one thing I do want to say, too, is this <laughs> – this was a step up in competition. You and I watched it. This Kansas, all right, uh, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, or TCU. Uh, TCU, yeah. TCU is they're not a Final Four team, but this is a good basketball team that they beat out there. T- TCU, uh, you know, this is one of those games where, in one of those teams where you could have seen in some forms of the bracket where they could have snuck their way to an Elite Eight, right? Right. Because uh, they, they are good. They beat Kansas. They beat well Texas coach. Tech. Very well Jamie coached. Jamie lucky he doesn't get five technicals per game. Oh, my gosh, yes. But, you know, allegedly, right. uh, we were told that the coaches will not get technicals. Right, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Right. Uh, anyway, it, it just doesn't matter, man. Right. At the end of the day, <laughs> moving on to the Final Four, right. it's fucking exciting. Everybody's been waiting for this for, for five years, and uh, I'm just so happy for all the Wildcats out there who have been uh, repping the red and blue, and it's gotten a little dicey there for a couple years. No doubt, no doubt. Didn't know if this was ever going to come back again for a while, and here we are. But just watching the character, though, and I keep going back to this, watching the character of this team right there, where it's essentially down to, it was essentially down to a seven-man rotation right there between Justin Kyer, Umar Ballo, uh Kirk Carissa and um, Pella Larson. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the kind of the musical chairs right there. But after a while, Tommy Lloyd's just bringing them in and out. There's no sour faces when anybody's no, coming no. out. There's really none of that out there. And this really is a team that all the pieces that fit. And at the end of the day, and again, I think we all knew this, but Ben Matherin is there's very few players in college basketball that can take over a game like that who are perimeter players. I mean, there's guys that can get to the rim and bully you. There's very few that when you're down three, get out of my way, one, four low, and let me go to work. And that's exactly what he did. If I'm an NBA team right now, I'm already high on him. But this game I saw right now showed me even more about Ben Mather. Oh, man. Yeah, he's got a killer instinct in him. Like he's, He's that dude. He really is. Out of all the players that we saw this weekend, he was that dude. All the way through and through. Uh, <laughs> back the A, baby. Jay Hickey just messaged, back the A, baby. There we go, back yeah. the A. I mean, that's that's what's special about this team. And honestly, like that's what's special about this program right now. The, the entire athletic program supporting each other. Adia Barnes all over Twitter just going crazy about this game. Like right. Everybody's supporting each other, and it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, uh, is especially after seeing what has happened over the last half a decade. Right. Um, so it, it's great to see. Um, also, let's talk about Kirk Creesa because Kirk Creesa had – I didn't think he was going to play. And you could see from time to time, especially defensively, he was a little bit of a liability out there. I didn't think TCU exposed him enough. Right. They should have isolated him and right. did more one-on-one to get their shots. But at the end of the day, Kirk Creesa held enough and, and did enough to be a factor out there, especially energy-wise. And that's what Kirk Carissa brings to this team. The energy, the enthusiasm, fantastic job by him tonight. And did you notice, too, Tommy Lloyd, always, like we talked about, always looks like he's got a little bit of something, you know, cooking upstairs. Kirk Carissa's shot wasn't there. You could tell that. But you know what? He was not coming out of that game. And he makes the one big shot. He takes two shots there in the corner. But you know what? Tommy Lloyd's thinking bigger picture right there. Tommy Lloyd's saying, all right, you know what? He might not make those shots, but I'm going to need him to make those shots next week or whenever the time yep. may be. So Kirk Carissa, this was really – you wish that he could have had the 15 points or whatever, but just the fact that he was out there, just the fact that his spunk and his spontaneity was something – It was this was really something yeah. to behold. I told you I told you today, uh, TCU is a great prep 
for if they have to play Houston mm-hmm. because Houston's much the same. They they they're not the best shooters in the world. They'll attack the glass. They're the eighth best offensive re- rebounding team in the country. Um, you know, and 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 I think uh, TCU was thirteenth. Somebody had said that in the chat. Fantastic stat, by the way. Um, and and so so this is a great prep for next week um, as you get ready as the Wildcats are going to play Thursday in San Antonio. All right, I'll give you an idea. A lot of Arizona fans are kind of scarred, even from the Lute Olsen era, because you would have so many first-round exits. You would know, you were known as, okay, you're going to run through the regular season, you're going to first-round exit. Apologize to nobody for this performance right here. All that matters is that you win and you go on. In 97, every single game was a two- or three-point victory. You, you mentioned it earlier. Benedict Matherin and Coloco, players of the game. Mm-hmm. I think we have this. I think we have the graphic now for Benedict Matherin. Let's go. Let's see if Jacob's going to pull it up or if he's going to wait for us to pull it up. I don't know what's going on. There it is, oh. Benedict Matherin. That beautiful right. little little, right. little little graphic right there. And then, not to mention, we also have. Christian Coloco, who is also just as dominant. 12 out of 13 field goals tonight. These are NBA players. This is what NBA players look like. I get people all the time that ask me, do you think so-and-so is an NBA player? Do you think? No. If you're asking me if I think they are, they're probably not. What you saw out there today are NBA players. Now, again, there's different levels of them, obviously. But Coloco, let's go back to that first half there a little bit. Christian Coloco, yeah. Christian Coloco was absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. because – you know about his shot blocking. You know about his rebounding. Christian Coloco, though, was the guy who was able to turn the corner, get finished around the basket, no problems with his hands, all of that. It was just something that – it was a new level to his game. As high as he's taken this game, it was a new level to his game. Solved. I mean, you and I both – it was the, it was it was one move particularly that caught us both off guard. Mm-hmm. It was the back down, and he just kind of spun it behind him. Off the glass. I, yeah, everybody was like, oh, that's a new one. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, and Christian felt comfortable. He's feeling so much more comfortable on the offensive side. Side. He's not second guessing it. When he's got a mismatch, he's going to take you. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not double uh, du- uh, second guessing it, uh, which is great. Um, you know, and, and the team is trusting him down low. Right. Um, we didn't see as much high low because Eddie Lampkin is a longer guy. It's kind of hard to e- execute the high low when you have somebody that's right. almost as tall as you. So they just posted him up, right. and he abused whoever he was posting up time after time after time again. Okay, now let's get to a bunch of the comments here because that's what makes this unique is we want to get to you. All right, now, Ricky Garrett, a lot of people are talking about the refs. This was a, I will say this was a curiously officiated <laughs> game right here. Um, I was told by somebody that would know that uh, you weren't really looking to give technicals to people during this game, and that was certainly shown by Eddie Lampkin's dump, dunk where he's doing chin-ups and yeah, whatnot. The there. ultimate warrior yeah, out there. You had the three-pointer <laughs> over there on the side where uh, – um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but kicks out his uh, kicks out his foot, takes the three. Yeah, uh, Miles, right. Mike Miles. Arizona certainly wasn't on the benefiting side of this, but you know what? That's also the NCAA tournament here. So again, yeah. you're going to have things like this. Well, I mean, and also like, let's be honest. You know, Dalen Terry, um, he, he tried to cut off the half court right. from Mike Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, he didn't get right. the call. Uh, and then they almost won the game at the buzzer right. because of that. Like, it definitely. It felt like it did go both ways. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the refs are going to make bad calls. They're going to make good calls. And that's just human nature. Um, As long as they're not super egregious to where they affect the outcome of the game, like today when Illinois got a technical for basically just dunking. For for protecting yourself on the rim. Ridiculous. Okay, refs were – I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go that far. Okay, now we're talking about – let's see. If Ben Stock – 
wasn't high already. He's guaranteed lottery. He's already a lottery pick. Yeah. You know, that that's one of those things. Ben Matherin, he's one of those guys too, when they like start poking and prodding and they find out they see him up close and everything yep. he can do. I mean, you're you're watching the last few game games of Benedict Matherin's career, and this is certainly a way that you want to go out right there. Now, looking around at some of these, uh, some of these other stats right here. And, you know, I want to I want to give another shout out to Dalen Terry right here. Again, you look at the stat line, only five points, uh, had a bunch of fouls. But you know what? He got the four rebounds. He just seems to always be in the right place at the right time. And again, that three right there that cut it from 67 or 67, 70 to 70, 70 was kind of the epitome of what he's been this season. He's always kind of the third or fourth option. But when you need something, Dalen generally shows up. Absolutely. Uh, these stats really just don't tell you the game at all. No, like no. they really don't. Because if you look stat wise across the board, um, they got out rebounded. They had more turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Arizona should right, have lost this right, game, right. but they didn't. And the reason why they didn't is because they got two dudes, right. two dudes that absolutely balled out today. Uh, everybody else sprinkled in a little contribution here and there. Defensively, they did just enough to affect the game. Um, but next week, They'll have to improve, and they'll have to step it up a notch, especially on the offensive rebounding or defensive rebounding and keeping Houston off the offensive boards because right. they attack the glass just as hard as TCU. Yeah, did. and let's talk about Houston. This, Like you said, Saul, um, this was a very, very good tune-up, I think, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, for what you're going to see against Houston because Houston's better than TCU. They were coached by a guy, Kelvin Sampson. You were in the Final Four last year. Some of that roster is back. If you anybody watched any of that game, this is a team that likes to pressure. This is a team that likes to get up in your grill. And when you pressure and you get up in your grill, that causes a lot of problems for teams, especially teams that are light on ball handling right now like Arizona is. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and on top of that, we're going to San Antonio, which is only two hours away from Houston. So, Wildcats, if you're going to show up, you better show up. Uh, it's not a cheap flight. It's not a cheap trip i'm telling you that right now but i'm sure wildcat nation is going to show up um and show out uh because i know houston fans are going to make that little trip up uh to the alamo for sure and this is what i always tell people like this too and again everybody's different financially totally get that but you you might have thought that i was heading into a drafting sportsbook app i'm not but the one thing though that if you can and you can make it happen this is a once-in-a-lifetime type opportunity right here. Now, again, Arizona basketball is always going to be in the mix, but this is a team that can absolutely cut down the nets. And even if it's for one game, even if it's for a weekend, if you could make that one happen, it's a magical experience. It really is. Just to be able to say, you know what, I was with them when they did so-and-so or they mm-hmm. did so-and-so. So, again, if you can make that work logistically, then I, I really can't tell you enough right there. Absolutely. I mean, they, the last time they got to the Elite Eight was – Actually, he or was he, no, it was in LA um, in 2015 or 16, 2016. And oh, I'm sorry, 2015, you're right, 2015. Uh, and it's been seven years since then. Right. You know, you got to, if you have the opportunity to get there, get there, go out. It's the Alamo Dome, so there should be more tickets available, um, a bigger, a bigger venue. Uh, it's, it's just going to be fun. It's uh, overall, it's going to be a fun experience. If you have the opportunity, go out there. I do also want to mention Pella Larson tonight. Mm-hmm. Pella Larson might not have seemed like he was doing too much out there, right. but 
he was stable. Mm-hmm. He was stable out there, mm-hmm. especially in replacing Tubelas off the bench, who was not right. as stable with the ball, sure. not as firm with the ball, um, a little loosey-goosey. Yes, very uh, much so. Pella Larson was, was pretty solid tonight and defensively one of the better Wildcats out there on the defensive end, so I wanted to give him a shout-out And you as know well. what? His numbers kind of indicate that, to be honest with you, Saul, right there. You're looking at it. You might not say that's a ton. Six points, six rebounds. You know, uh, playing solid defense as usual, had a, had an assist, had a couple steals in there. When Pella Larson is on the court, and this is such a difference from what it was earlier in the year, you just feel comfortable. There's a little bit of a soothing influence when Pella Larson is on the court, mainly because he's not going to do dumb things. He's going to do what the coach tells him. And let's be honest here. Tommy Lloyd, there's been a couple things that people have questioned Tommy Lloyd. I was one of those people. And you know what? There's a reason that I'm sitting here with a microphone <laughs> and Tommy Lloyd is making the yeah. money. He is doing what he is. Yeah. He said, Pella will get there. Pella will get there. He was asked this at every single basketball conference. Coach, how much longer can you continue to play Pella? And it was never a question for him is, Pella's going to get there. And this is exactly what it is. This is the faith that he has in his players. You know the other thing, too, that I love? And I got to give the big homie right here a little shout-out, too. When Ben Matherin made that three at the top, I said, call timeout, call timeout. I don't like, and you said, Mike, let him go. Let him go. Tommy Lloyd obviously was listening to Saul Bookman, not listening to Mike Luke, because he let him go, and that was the biggest shot of the season that he unleashed right there. The the season saver. Right. Absolutely, the season saver. Also, Dalen Terry had – Quite the stat line, five points, mm-hmm. five assists, five steals, mm-hmm. and four rebounds. Right. Like, yeah. just all over the board, solid from top to bottom. Almost, I mean, just within a split second of sending the Wildcats to the Sweet 16 five minutes oh, earlier, right. which would have just brought down the house. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, the Ryan, moving uh, on. Ryan Hansen uh, earlier this week made a great point on here in that he said, you got to stop calling him a glue guy. And he wasn't just talking to me. He was talking to everybody. He said, because glue guy uh, indicates somebody that, you know, what is a little bit limited in what they can do. He says, this guy is a star. He said, you might not look at him and see the Ben Matherin type stat line. You might not look at him and see the uh, the Christian Coloco stat line, but you were looking at a guy. How many guys, like you just read right there, how many guys need you five steals? How many guys need you five? I mean, he is uniquely qualified to do a lot of different things out there that not many people can do. Uh, you know, he's like Jason Terry minus the offense. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Right. So, you know, especially when you think about Jason Terry's first couple seasons with the Wildcats when he was coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Dalen Terry is that guy as well. Right. Uh, uh, probably a better comparison is probably more like Andrea Godala. Mm-hmm. You know, can do a little bit of everything. Right. And, and yes, he is the glue guy because that's what he's needed to do on this right. team. But it, should they move forward next year and he comes back, then more is going to be expected of him. Right. More scoring is going to be expected. Um, you know, a, a higher offensive output all, all around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's the type of player that I truly believe will be able to to convert and, and come through he, in that way. Yeah, uh, and, and he's another guy, too. He's going to play in the NBA. All right, we're going to get – all right, Tina, I was jumping up and down on my couch. Always, almost hit my head on the ceiling fan. Man, that's one hell of a vertical. I was going to say, and Tina obviously knows athleticism when she doesn't see it because she didn't believe that I was a personal trainer earlier in the season. Tina, you were exactly right about that. But <laughs> one thing that I can tell you about, though, again, is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Throw down $5 on tournament games. You get $200 in free plays if you're a new customer. Again, if you're a new customer, 21 and up. Arizona only, gambling issue, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Give you a perfect example, Saul. We were talking about it. It was my DraftKings pick of the week. Now it was a little bit closer than we thought, but Arizona, 
Back the A in this game right here. Could have $200 in free plays if you're a new customer. That simple, that easy. I'll give you a shout out. I'll give a shout out to Espo. Espo last week said he was going to take whoever the Wildcats were playing plus the points. Okay. And uh, so he, so basically he thought Arizona was going to win, but he didn't think that they were going to be able to cover. They right. didn't cover. So good. You know, it was a nine and a half point spread. Good shout out to Espo. Yeah, no, dude, I'll give a big, big, big shout out to Espo right there. Okay. Now, uh, Tina. Put me in. You know what? I'm not going to go that far, but I do trust that you have an incredibly good vertical. All right. I'm glad Crease is. I'm glad Crease is back. And yes. And when you deal with high ankle sprains and ones that you when like when Justin Kukowski, who's one of the best trainers in the business, is putting Kerr out there, he's saying, you know what? You just got to play through it. You got to just try to get better. It's similar to what they did with the Julius Tabellis. And I think the hope is, and again, anybody that's had a high ankle sprain, he's not going to be 100%. It's just, that's not going to happen. But what you hope is get 5 to 7% better, get 8% better, 10% better. Just keep pushing that so you can be a little bit closer to the guy that you will. The one thing that I do think is really going to help him out, though, is his shooting mm-hmm. and his, uh, his ability to be able to get shots right there. You could tell that he probably had been shooting a lot of shots. Get this game in your system. I think you're going to see a different Kirk Creasa. Not a more explosive, perhaps, but I think a guy that's making those set shots. Oh, yeah. I think a million percent. He'll, he'll, he'll hit those shots next week. Um, also, I'm not going to bag on Justin Kyra. I thought he played very well tonight, too. I was absolutely fine with Justin Kyra. If anything, Justin Kyra mixed it up a little bit because uh, there was a point in the end of the game where um, TCU gave – Right. Uh, Kerr creased in the lane, right. and Kerr was like, eh, I don't got that kind of lift right now with my legs. Um, so he backed out, um, and, and, but Justin Kyer was hitting those back doors. He was cutting to the basket, hitting those layups. You need, that, you need both of that right now, especially with Kerr not being able to explode to the hoop. All right, I'm going to make fun of Ken Palm for a second. Ken Palm does some really good stuff, obviously. He's another guy that's smarter than me. I don't care if Ken Palm says that Arizona is an underdog against Houston. You want to know why? Because the DraftKings Sportsbook app, I'm guessing, is going to say that Arizona is a favorite. And I'm always going to take the DraftKings Sportsbook app over Ken Palm. I, this guy in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, I love you, DraftKings, but oh, my God. If I have to hear it 45 times. Oh, you're going to hear it. I've heard it. I heard it 60 times in this game alone. We've got to drive back for six hours, oh too, God. where Saul's going to be hearing more about it. Well, but as long as it keeps me awake, I'm, I'll be okay. That, that's, all you, that's all you really need. But look at these steps. Here's the other thing, too, that amazes me about this game right here, in that Arizona is 5 of 27 from three, and I still can't get over this. You gave up 20 offensive rebounds to a team that's significantly smaller. This is the perfect game for a, a number of different ways because you win, but Saul, you got a lot of learning experiences that you can certainly take from this right here. Yeah, there's no such thing as an ugly win. Right. Uh, it's, it all feels great to me. This this is a win you worry about if this is NAU and it's the fourth game of the season. This is not a win. You don't apologize. You're marching on to the Sweet 16. All right, now. Survive in advance. That. Now, let's look ahead a little bit here. We got two different things. And Tom Brokaw, great name, by the way. Tom Brokaw, appreciate you there, dude. What do you think about Tabellis? Listen. Tabellis is a fantastic basketball player. We all know that. We've seen him at his best. But there's a lot of times that he, whatever it is, whether it's just the way that he appears, his stature, his body language, that just leaves something to be desired. And this was real quick. Can we just say how cute the ASU kids are that have never been to the tournament? Right. They don't even know what the tournament's all right. about. They're over here taking pictures right next to this March Madigan store because they know it's the only time they'll ever come back. And it was funny, too. I was looking at him like, why is there ASU kids here, man? Because they don't have teams to cover in the tournament. shows you the pull that Arizona has in the valley that's right, right there. That's right. Know? And that's why Go PHNX is the place 
that you want to go for. We've already calls. converted Michaela Perkins. She said she's on the bandwagon. She is now back in the A. And you know what? She was saying back the A, and she was saying in Vegas, and Mac did a fantastic job. So she again. But she was saying, she's like, I'm so nervous right now. I'm like, I knew they taught you something well right there. So again, <laughs> but again, this is the big dog right here. So he's the head. He's the one that makes everything happen here. We got a really good following here at uh, AZ Wildcats podcast. But Saul, give a little, give the people out there a little bit of opportunity. What you're doing with the Suns? What you're doing with the Cardinals? Because you've got a lot of really good stuff going. on. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got Johnny Venerable doing some killer content over with Cardinals. Suns is obviously been awesome this year. Uh, so Espo and Lindsay and Gerald uh, do a great job with them. And uh, and then obviously our other sports. D backs is in full swing. Coyotes has been killing it. They are at the trade deadline right now. Um, ASU is trying to figure out what to cover because they don't have anything else to cover, but they still do a very good job. They got, they got uh, some good people. We got too. Phoenix Rising, and then we have two huge announcements coming up next week. Uh, starting tomorrow, I believe, we're going to announce uh, uh, something else Cardinals-related, and then we're also announcing another podcast that we're about to launch, and I'm going to give you a hint. It is all about women. Right. There you go. This is the wave of the future. We're hop on in here. All right. Now, let's look ahead to next weekend here, Saul. Yes. So we got Houston. And again, I don't care what Ken Palm says. Arizona, if they play their game, and again, I know that sounds cliche, but Arizona is a better basketball team than mm -hmm. Houston. It's more to me when you're playing teams that are not as good as you, what you do in that game. A couple things. Arizona cannot turn the ball over in this. And I know that you got a hobbled Kirk Creasa. Excuse me. You got a Justin Kyer in there. But you know what? Your talent is still good enough, whether it's Ben Mather, Benedict Mathery bringing it up, Jalen Terry. You should not succumb to that kind of pressure with the kind of talent that you do already have. No, no. Yeah, I, listen, Arizona's seasoned at this point. Right. They're seasoned. They're ready to go. Um, this is a great test. Listen, for a younger team that has never been to the tournament, this was a fantastic experience uh, to go through. The first game and a little bit of a wave that they felt. And then this second game was as intense as you could feel in an arena. Um, you know, half the fans were going against U of A. The other half were U of A. Um, and it was a great environment. It was electric from top to bottom. It was just – and U of A fans, I know Tommy Lloyd called them out the other day. Mm -hmm. They showed up. They showed out. They were loud. They were proud. They were supporting this team all the way to the very end. And uh, they got rewarded for it. Oh, yeah, it. by the way – fans out there I'm going to give you a little bit of an example and tcu fans you're probably not listening because you're probably driving home because your team lost and you're not going to be playing again the rest of the season but one thing a little bit of advice wait until the team loses to start chanting with the overrated chance because the only thing you can do is something bad for the team that you're playing against and that's exactly what happened to you you started the overrated chance with 10 minutes left and by the way ben matherin not overrated. You're probably not <laughs> viewing Ben Mather as overrated. So wait till the game's over. I haven't screamed like that, and I do. And I typically, when I'm in the press box, I do not scream. I don't. You don't cheer. You're not supposed to. Um, when that don't happen, and I don't even care if it was. Are you allowed to grab shoulder though. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, I think I punched Mike in the thigh about 45 times tonight. Um, when that dunk happened, it was insane and i like verbally screamed a little right. bit because i couldn't control it it was just so right. ridiculously awesome uh he just he absolutely baptized and i wish i was in the postgame presser right now because i would have asked benedict matherin if he went to church with lapkin today right. because if he did he probably baptized him
All right. You know what? Fendi bands. I'm going to make fun of you for a second because you keep throwing stuff in here. I ignored you the first couple times. I'm not going to ignore you this time. But you know what? Arizona ain't ready for Houston. You know what? You can keep saying that all you want. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Not only that, not that Arizona looks ahead or anything, but just briefly before we sign off here, Saul, let's talk a little bit about Villanova. You and I talked quite a bit about Villanova. Villanova, first of all, in my opinion, Jay Wright is the best coach in the country. I think he is absolutely fantastic. He multiple championships, lots of final fours. This is not your vintage Jay Wright team. This is a team that's going to be in the elite eight because of Jay Wright. This is not a team that can win it though, because at the end of the day, Jay Wright still doesn't play basketball. Well, I think the one team that might be their kryptonite is Arizona mm-hmm. because of the length, because of the height down low, right. um, the, the inability for Villanova to be able to expose their physicality down low is going to be a problem when they play Arizona. So the matchup, I love the matchup with Villanova. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Houston, Houston's going to be a problem. Right. They're going to be a problem because they're, they're a little bit longer they're lengthier um and you know they get up after it uh they get it get, they get into you uh kelvin sampson coach teams and the last time i believe we played a kelvin sampson coach team was when we lost to eduardo nahara and the oklahoma sumers yep. back in uh, 98 i believe or 99, 99. so um so you know it, he's got his team ready to go they're playing very well they looked very good against illinois today um it's gonna be a banger it's probably gonna be much like today's game tina you are the best, but guess what? You're wrong on this one. We got up to 181. So let's keep trying to push that. As always, Tina, if we could have Tina's whole household in there, we'd be up to about 190, according to Tina. So we, <laughs> we, certainly do, we certainly do appreciate you there. Okay, now, coaching in the different uh, coaching in the tournament is a different type of coach. I want to talk about this again. We talked about this earlier, and I'm going to bring it up again because of just how unique it is. And it's also just so much of a juxtapose as to what we've, yeah. we've viewed over the last 12 years. This team, I do not think, under the previous coaching staff, is responding the way they did in this game. Because here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a ton of timeouts. There's going to be a ton of screaming. There's going to be a ton of freezing up. Tommy Lloyd, you got this. I'm going to listen to Saul. I'm going to listen to my instincts. Ben, do your thing right there. That just isn't happening in the previous administration. No, no. A lot of a lot of telling players what to do all the time. Uh, it's like it basically was like Sean Miller was playing a video game out there trying to control everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Tommy Lloyd's very much like, hey, we do all our coaching in practice, mm-hmm. and we'll give you tips in the game, but go out there and play. Right. Go out there and play. Trust what we've taught you. Trust mm-hmm. the process. Um, and it sounds cliche, but it's very, very true. And the good coaches in the country – will let you just play, you're going to make mistakes. That's okay. But as long as you can learn from the mistakes and don't make the same mistake twice, then you can improve and move on, and that's what Arizona does. Arizona is in an absolutely great position right now because they control their own destiny right now. They're going to, okay, what is the difference? Alita and Andy Taylor. Andy, if, if I used to work with you at the radio and that's that same Andy, how you doing, my man? Um, what is different from Lloyd's coaching as opposed to Miller's? Well, first and foremost, Lloyd came in, and I use this quote all the time because I think it sums up Lloyd better than anything. This is his first press conference of the year, and he said a couple things that really stuck out to me. First and foremost, he said the Christian Coloco we thought could be the defensive player of the year in the conference. Keep in mind, Christian Coloco played like 16 minutes a game last year, so everybody's kind of, okay, is it one of these guys? Then the other thing, when he was asked about his style of play, he said, we're going to run. And then he said, you hear coaches say that all the time because it's a way to recruit. I'm not saying it because it's a way to recruit. It's because it's a way to win. Yeah. And you saw that out there. Sean Miller certainly wasn't that. But again, and then I'll let Saul uh, uh, take it from there. Just watch how the players respond. Even as Julius Tabellis playing the worst game of the season, 
Did you even once see Tommy Lloyd berate him? Because no. Here's what no. Tommy Lloyd is saying. Okay, my guy's struggling right now. Let's get him off to the side. We'll talk with him in the locker room. We'll get yeah. him all straightened out. He's cognizant of things like that, and I think that matters with 19, 20-year-old kids. Well, absolutely. And, you know, and the other thing is, is when you sit down with Tommy Lloyd, you know you're not playing very, very good, right? You know, and, and in a game like this, you have to be at your peak level, and he just didn't have it. He really didn't have it this whole weekend. Right. Um, and, and that's probably an area of concern for Tommy Lloyd. They probably talked about it. And Tommy probably told him before the game, like, hey, you know, like, we need you, and right. and if I don't get what I need out of you, then I, I have to go to another option that can give me more results, and that's what he did tonight. And you know what? Tabellus cheering on his teammates from the sideline, standing up every time a player had to come off, and he shook his hand like he was still supporting his team. That's what good team, teammates do. Um, I'm sure he's going to learn from this. He'll be better next weekend. He's going to have to be better if Arizona wants to advance to the Final Four, especially against a team like Houston. Like my mom always told me growing up, tough love is still love nonetheless. Yes. Because you know what? There's a reason behind it. Julius Tabellis will be right back out there. I'm sure they'll work on it. But we got a special post-game show coming up tomorrow as well. Arizona women's basketball team back in action yep. at McHale against North Carolina, 7 o'clock tip. So we'll be on about 9.05, 9.10, somewhere in there. And again, uh, back on the road Thursday. We'll be coming to you live. Um, I will. I'm going to be staying back in Tucson for this one. I apologize. Bruno says hi, but Saul's going to be there. So we got the same. We got the same group, and um, we'll uh, we'll just keep this one rolling as long as we can. But uh, again, can't thank you all enough. Uh, previous high was 166. We got up to 181 today. You are all the best. Um, I, I and again, I'm just flattered to be here. I'm glad that because again nobody knows more than anybody out here we're all fans having a good time you know real quick before yeah. we sign off mike is going to stay home and take care of his dog and i can't tell you how much uh that really means uh you know today uh michaela perkins and craig morgan um did something really really cool for um the maricopa county rescue um and got a dog uh you know rescued and uh it was fantastic and he was an older dog and i know you really care about your dog you've gotten him treatment uh for some things that were going on with him to, to extend his life and give him quality of life and, and this man cares about his dog so damn much um, that when he told me, hey, you know, I'm thinking I might not be able to make it to San Antonio, I was like, dude, that's that's fucking beautiful, man. Like, do that shit, you know, and, and we'll take care of it on the road in San Antonio, and hopefully uh, my man will be able to join us uh, back in New Orleans for the Final Four. I've already made plans for that. I will be with you, but the U of A, you got to make this one happen so I can go on that followed uh, road trip. Do it for Bruno, do it for U of Bruno. A, let's go. Right, right there. So, again, uh, <laughs> Again, John, I appreciate all of you guys, as always. Saw Bookman, the main man in here, the coolest boss you're ever going to find. I am Mike Luke, and uh, we will be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app.